Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Recruiting Animal here on September 9, 2020. You know, last week, at the start of the show, I said we're in the last quarter of the year. Of course, I have very sharp listeners. They criticize me. Yeah, I can't count, okay? I can't figure it out in my mind. Anyway, listen, according to what I've read, this will be short, according to what I've read, the civil rights movement of the 1960s also inspired the women's liberation movement and the gay liberation movement. People saw what was going on. They said, me too. Okay. And uh, based on what I read this week about diversity, this round of protest, you know, might do something similar, trigger some other similar movements, specifically with regards to appearance and grooming. There's a new law in California, and it's called, I think, the Crown Law and it prohibits discrimination against hairstyle, right? And I just read an article that was complaining about bias against short men, and the figures quoted were absolutely outrageous. Listen to this. 60% of CEOs in the United States are over 6 foot tall, while only 15%, 1-5% of the population is only six foot tall. So 60% of the CEOs, they're over six feet, whereas a very small part of the population is that tall. And look, whilst 36% of U.S. CEOs are over 6.2 feet, only 4% of the U.S. population is over 6.2 feet tall. I think that might be six foot two inches okay 6.2 anyway so there's a huge lack of representation at the highest level of short people and i got to tell you i think they're addressing that primarily to short men that is a big issue i'm not short okay but i had a short friend who was really uh, a capable smart person and he told me when he was growing up it was a big being smaller than other people they beat you up and that wasn't the first time i heard it you know and there's this classic short man's uh you know problem anyway that's another story i think it's called napoleon complex okay anyway uh recruiters oh yeah this is what it said recruiters are naturally trying to fill a role with someone who looks like the kind of person who should have the role, <laughs> sorry I'm reading this, based on uh, their preconceived bias. So they've got, these recruiters, they're so awful, they've got this shallow notion of what a, a CEO looks like, and, um, you know, they always want to hire according, <laughs> according to that. I'll have to tell you, I read this before, though, and I've seen many pictures of CEOs uh, in business uh, news. They never look that good. Okay, so I don't know if this is really true. Anyway, uh, we'll find out on Jerry Jerry. Which show is The Recruiting Animal
Jerry. Thank you. Thank you again. You're going to say You're welcome, thank you, animal. animal. Okay, okay. That's all I wanted to hear. I want to thank You're the welcome. sponsors. Great. Okay. Staffingdebt.com. Man, if you have clients, you're a third-party agency recruiter, and you have clients that are trying to cheat you with backdoor hires, hey, go to these guys. They specialize. In fact, they only work with recruiters. They do collections for recruiters. Staffingdebt.com. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview technology, uh, audio, video, transcript, it's all there. You don't miss anything. Plus, you can create little clips with it. Create little clips. I'm having trouble saying create. Anyway, uh, hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. Jerry, I got it right. The super-duper sourcing tool that every recruiter raves about. And finally, PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. You know, uh, Jerry... <laughs> I'm so glad yeah, you showed yeah. up today because there's no guest. <laughs> the guest, <laughs> the really? guest I, I have a little story to tell about myself, kind of. The guest was scheduled before for another show and called up, and I think a, two or days maybe beforehand and canceled, uh, wasn't feeling well. Okay? This time didn't contact me at all except this morning, oh. not coming on. <laughs> Are we going to pub- publicly ridicule this person? I'm not going to give the name. We're going to okay. I'm not giving the name, dude. Hey, I'll, part, I'll, hey, it's it's very it's okay now. This 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 cancel culture. Uh, when someone makes any kind of a mistake, and this clearly is a mistake too, uh, they need to be publicly humiliated and ruin their career. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I'm, uh, I'm just throwing I'm it out there that, that that's what you do now. But this is imp- bad enough, okay? And I want to say the lesson I learned. I did start scolding. Well, there's no, the there's no, there's no, uh, th- yeah, there's no measurement for how bad does something have to be. It's anything, anything that somebody else doesn't like, ruin their career. So whoever this person is, I say we destroy their career, <laughs> their family. They well, need to lose their one. house, their reputation. <sighs> Give me a name. Give that me a wasn't name. my take. I, I want to tell you my take. I, I want to learn the lesson. <laughs> I learned this was my take on it. I want you to listen to this. Okay, I started scolding the person. I said, well, look, why'd you call me the last minute? I said, you, can you put it in your calendar and let me know last week or a few days ago, right? So anyway, but then I remembered somebody else ghosted me twice. And it turned out that person, in the end, had a serious problem I didn't know about. And I found out oh, about it. Okay. I found out about it, and, and I didn't get angry. I just said, yeah, fine. Okay. All right. That's the Canadian way. And so I don't know what this person's going through right now. So I, I said, okay. You know, All right. I hope everything it's none of our business. It's none of yeah. our business. I wish, them, okay. I wish them well and God. Okay. You know, uh, okay, anybody else want to say hello since uh, it's a recruiter's roundtable? Anybody can talk. I'm encouraging that today. Anybody want to say hi? No? Hi. Who's that? Hold on. Hey, this is Michael. Michael who? Michael G. Cox. Come on now. Oh, Michael G. Cox, it doesn't sound like you, okay? My, oh, and you sorry. call yourself Mike Recruiter Twitter, so I kind of thought you – are you Michael or Mike? What does your wife call you? Uh, 
calls me by my middle name, Gabriel. Gabriel. Oh, why is that? Just to be special, affectionate, or, or is this your English it, name, Mike? It, so <laughs> she and her family are from Mexico, and that's easier to say than Michael. So okay. they, they they just know me as my by my Gabe. middle name. Gabe. Okay. Well, I, 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 now I'm going to have to start calling you Gabe. I won't do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's okay. Words. Okay. Okay, uh, so uh, uh, this com- this actually a beauty salon. Yeah, I got a bunch of issues to talk about, but anyone is welcome to bring anything up. Okay, this beauty salon over in England, uh, they advertised for a happy person. Okay, they wanted to- they have a culture. They wanted someone who's happy and cheerful for their their clientele, right? Their retail clientele, and uh, the job center uh, said it was illegal. They couldn't post for a happy stylist because it was discriminatory. Against unhappy people, Jerry, is that fair? <laughs> Happiness, at least in the United States, isn't a a protected class or or people that are not happy. Uh-huh. However, you get into a state of of uh, you know any form of a mental condition, psychological disorder, uh, any of those things that might preclude someone from a state of happiness. You are bordering on uh, discrimination, and I, I, uh, I wouldn't do it. You can't say happy. Okay, hold on, Jerry. Jerry, are you fat? Hold on, Guinea. Are you saying, Jerry, that if someone is uh, diagnosed with uh, uh, depression, uh, you can't rule them out for that reason? No, absolutely, you can't. Michael G. Cox. Yeah, that that yeah, I wouldn't. Uh... Why, why would you post I mean, something I, saying we don't hire depressed people? Well, that's what they want, someone with a happy culture. Isn't that what really you, you go, you know, the recruiter has presumably screened the person for technical skills. And so meeting with the hiring manager is, is uh, in a large part deciding, do I like this person's personality? Do I want to work with them, uh, you know, eight hours a day or whatever it is these days? Yeah. Uh you know that's what it's about, and so you're really you're always screening people on the basis of personality, don't yeah. you think? Nobody else agrees. Anybody? Here's what they say: stuff and writing. You can do whatever you want, just don't write it. Down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, okay. isn't I guess that pretty much. That's the answer. That yeah. is the answer. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, candidate treat every candidate. This is a recruiter wrote. Treat every candidate in the hiring process like a unicorn. What does that mean? <laughs> no idea. Who says People on my Facebook group said that. A woman on my Facebook group said that. She's a recruiter. Oh, well, that, that, that brings a whole lot of legitimacy to the comment. Yeah, True. I guess so. Uh-huh. Who's that? Yeah. <laughs> the, the it's been a while. It's Alan Floor Animal. Sorry. Hi, Al. It doesn't sound like you. Hey. You're quieter than you, you, you usually have a, a bolder voice. Okay. Well, someone else said, someone else said in the same slew of comments, make your candidates feel like they're the only candidate you're working with at the time, which is a total lie. You probably <laughs> recruited their competition as well. I mean, 
I don't know. This is it's stupid. Okay, why not just say be polite? I mean, treat them like a unicorn. Uh, treat them like they're you know the center of your world. These are ridiculous exaggerations. It's just a business relationship. Okay, it's a transactional you know, relationship. It's a transactional relationship. Okay, what were you saying, Jerry? I think anytime, anytime people are going to just post platitudes and you know top five ways to be successful as a recruiter. They need All to right, include yeah. current accounts receivable <laughs> and <laughs> and average <laughs> yearly billing. Okay? okay. I'm kind of with you on that. that. I'm kind of with you on that. Unicorns and what have you. I, I could be broke, too. Yeah. Uh, hey, Michael G. Cox, yeah. while you're here, I got a question yeah. for you. Were you here last week with Shally? I think you were, right? Yeah. Okay. What did you think when he said he would start up, uh, he would work in sales and place the candidate for free and then take a percentage of the commission <laughs> the person earned for the full year? Okay. What did you think of that? Did anyone sell that? And I said, I remember that's how they did it in the uh, for people placing uh, stock traders. Uh, you know, they call them trailer fees. Have you heard of that, Mike? Yeah, I've heard of trailer fees. And, and he clearly said, you know, that you had asked him how he would like to do it or something. But then he followed up with, oh, I don't think it's possible. Or he had said something that kind of, you know, said that he I never just, heard him deny it. No way. Uh, he, one of us is yeah, dreaming. Right after under- he said, oh, no. I mean, that's, you're asking me how I would do it. Not saying it would work. He had something. He had said something to that effect. Okay. How would you? So, Alan Floor, are you talking there? Did you want to say something? I'm just curious. How would I've always thought that was interesting, but how would you track it and hold anybody accountable, and then 12 months later send them an invoice? I mean, the agreement's going to take care of the legal issues, but you know, what do you do? Call call accounts pay call accounting and say, well, how much did Animal book in his in his sales job? Okay, then yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, uh, Jerry says it's ridiculous. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, three yeah. people against yeah. it. And, and not only that, uh, MikeRecruiter.com says that uh, I was dreaming and he didn't really say that, okay? I, I, I was flabbergasted. It sounded great, but I didn't know. I didn't no, think he, I could he, tell it. He said it, but then he followed up with, oh, that's just the way I would, I would do it. I'm not saying it would work. Something to, okay. to that effect. Okay. okay, here's another one. This woman asked, she said, can I ask? What? He's a sorcerer. He's always been in sourcing, hasn't he? I mean, he's not start to finish. You've got the nerve to say that Shally is not a recruiter? Shame on you. No, I I said full desk. Circle. A to Z. Marketing, account management, recruiting, sourcing. Doing the send out, the clothes, all that stuff. I think he's mostly specializing in sourcing candidates. Yeah, okay. so maybe he doesn't fight. even know how to pay for that. Or he doesn't know, yeah. Okay. Next, religion. Well, a he candidate. Re- saying that he would just do it for free and then agree to a percentage of their commission, but that's yeah. what he says he might do. So he never did that. No. Okay. Uh, someone she posted, she, she's got a, a theoretical bullshit. Okay, let's leave that now, okay? I, okay, she, she's working Please. for a nonprofit. 
she's working for a nonprofit where it's a very religious comp- company or organization, and uh, she wants to ask candidates about their views on religion or, or their attitude towards religion. No. Is that okay? Now, what? No. No. Who's this idiot that you're quoting from? Yeah. One of the people in my in my group. Animal. Your group. If your group, yeah. your group is huge. So statistically speaking, eighty twenty rule. Eighty percent of them are fools. Uh, maybe, <laughs> but but hold on a second. And I remember. Countries. Alan, I remember. I this is the United States. Okay, so she works I. in the United States. I remember years so? ago, someone else. Someone else said uh, he had worked in a company that was very religious, and they prayed in the morning at their desks, and he didn't like it, and so he left. So it, it is an important screening question. Are they going to enjoy working? You know, I don't know how you'd put it, uh, but are they, they wanna, do they want to work uh, you, in a religious you could, place? What you, the way to get a, okay, if, if it has to be addressed, the only way it can be addressed is, A, if the candidate asks, talk to me about the culture here, or if the interviewer says, let me tell you how we, every morning between 7.30 and 8, we all pray together. That's, that's not asking about religion. That's talking about the process. There's a, there's a company, I don't know if it's still around in Glendale, California, that's run by Scientology, and we can, we can have a whole show on all the BS that they do. What if you're a ch- and you're hiring a pastor? Say you're a Baptist church. Well, there you go. Can you? Would that be considered a bona fide occupational qualification at that point? Well, I don't know, Jerry. Could it be that you? I mean, what? How would you? I mean, okay, that would be an interesting interview. Wouldn't well, you just start doing? No, no. Think about it. You just start doing Bible phrase battles. And then you know yeah, you want to hire yeah, them. Okay. okay, let's move on. No, let's move on. Ultimately, if, if your Baptist church is hiring a pastor, you, you would want to hire a Baptist minister, wouldn't you? I mean, you wouldn't, <laughs> Not a, you, yeah. you wouldn't hire but, I mean, right, a I don't Catholic know, Jerry, priest. Would, would, uh, let's move on. Church. I'm bored of that already, and everyone else oh, must be as well. Just let's good. leave it, okay? It's no, too rare. Here's, here's a better question. Hey, okay. hey we're going to talk what? about that. That's right. Yeah. Hiring, a, hiring a pastor for your church. Where yeah. does it say, you where does it say that you cannot ask a question? That's right. That's also right. There's nothing wrong with asking a question. There's nothing wrong with asking a question. There's nothing wrong with getting an answer. If you use it as a means to discriminate against that person, then it's potentially bad. Well, that's, that's why you're asking. You can ask that Travis. You want. You're asking them to screen them out. Yeah. You're no, asking but them. I think there are questions you legitimately cannot ask. You cannot ask questions that do not directly are not directly applicable yes, to the job. You can ask whatever you want. Look, legally, we're just talking about legally. We're not so. saying this is smart or not. Legally, you can ask whatever you want. If you use well, the information that you gather to discriminate against somebody based on something that is a protected class, that's a no-no. Right. Now, okay, so, so I also you recommend ask about, don't ask those questions, but legally you can ask. You can, you ask. can ask. Are you, you expecting you to have say whatever you want? I, I would like an official ruling on this. I mean, you There's can. No. I don't believe that you can ask somebody, "Are you gay?" 
do you, you cannot have ask, are you, are you, I don't how, think you tell me about that. your family? How many kids do you have? Are you going to have a family? Hey, everybody, I've lost control of the show. In case you haven't noticed, I've lost control, okay? Hold on. Legally, you can ask a question. The fact is that... children this summer? (laughs) None that I know of. (laughs) And and here's the thing. Just from a legal aspect, you can ask the question again. The, The law does not hinder you from putting words together, throwing a question mark at the end, and now you're not allowed to say those words because that encroaches on your freedom of speech even inside the confines of, a, of an interview. But you can't use that information that you gather to discriminate against somebody. Now, it's still smart to follow Jerry's advice and not ask those questions. But, but Michael, is this Michael? Okay, so here's yeah. my question. So I see where you're coming from, but that said – if you start to ask the questions on the list that you legally are not allowed to supposedly are not allowed legally to go to, they just, they have nothing to do with the job and they have an implication by nature of being biased. And in a third, in a third situation, there are people that go out and hope that you do ask those questions because they're, then they're going to try and sue you. You, you have proven my point. It is not wise to ask those questions. Don't do it. But don't all, also don't tell me that it's illegal to ask those questions because it's not. I, I'm with Jerry. It, I want to. It's I illegal to use today. the information that you get. Yeah, well, we need a lawyer. Okay. Oh, come on. Let's move on. No, I, I, don't, make me, don't make me. Don't make me mute you guys. Yeah, don't make me hey, mute you. Okay. I, I need. I needed you, some you, help you, today, you. but I didn't want you to take control. Mute us back on the show again. What idiot is going to ask anybody his or her religion in a normal conversation unless they're recruiting for a religious organization, and that's very rare. But But Jerry, are there any questions that are illegal to ask? And I want to know, and I don't think any of us here knows that. I'm going to look it up when I get back to the office. I've chased but here's this down with attorneys, both in-house and external. Okay, Michael G. Cox says he okay. knows. Okay, there you go. Final but, word. But Jerry, but but I have a question for Jerry on this one. So Jerry, but that being said, yeah. if you're a good interviewer in our profession, that once you're done with an interview, whether you've asked those questions or not, you let's exclude religion because that one's a little hard to in, interpret sometimes. But generally. You kind of know if they're married. You kind of know if they have kids. You kind of know if they like dogs or cats. You kind of know a lot of these things that you're not supposed to ask. So asking them kind of also denigrates you and your reputation as as a professional. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I guess I guess Alan's detective uh, work is better than mine because if I don't ask them questions, I don't know those things. Just like I'm not supposed to know. I'm not supposed to know. But in the way, in the way they answer the questions and the discussion goes, they usually disclose things that leads you to think. I mean, if somebody says, "Oh, I had to pick up a little, I had to pick up a catcher's glove." Oh, okay, that means probably have a kid. Or they say something else, and it's like, okay, well, they they don't like the Rams, they like the Raiders, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, we, I stick to the I stick it. to the job. The yeah. CEO. Okay. The animals, C- back, back to your list of questions. How about let's talk about uh, treating a candidate like a unicorn? Let's do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Get back to your big, your big boy. I got a better question. Okay, I got something better. <laughs> the C. Listen to this. The CEO of Netflix, Netflix claims that a superstar programmer is a hundred times more valuable than the worst. And he claims that Bill Gates said a great writer of software code is worth 10,000 times the price of an average software writer. And so I was wondering, uh, how much uh, more value does a superstar recruiter contribute than the average? How much better Millions. can someone actually Millions. be? Millions. <laughs> Millions. One million dollars. Exactly. Million, right. bi- millions and millions. Millions. Well, do you want to do you want to uh, justify that uh, hyperbolic statement in some way? Oh, hy- I'm hyperbolic now. I've been away so long. You're calling me names. Okay, fine. Well, yeah, all right. Well, Bill Gates so, said ten thousand so times. I don't think he meant it literally. Okay. No. So if you're doing your job well, it, internal or external, you're saving them. You're your help, if you're placing salespeople and you know what the company does, you are helping them increase revenue over the long run. If you're placing a better soft, if you're placing the right software people, then they're able to be that much more effective and they're much able to get the project done on time, fewer problems, fewer bugs out the door. That's more valuable. If it's a recruiter, you're recruiting in the right people and you're saving you're saving, you're saving external fees. Are you going to answer the question one of these days? I'm Are you going to answer the, the question? question? <laughs> Jerry, am I not answering the question? No, you're not. You're not even close. How much more valuable? How many times more valuable is a superstar recruiter than a run-of-the-mill average recruiter? In money, in money, in money millions, in the other yep. thousands. Uh, so a, a recruiter is worth a good recruiter can be worth millions of dollars. Is that what you're saying? I've already saved my company over six million dollars in four years. If I want to take that, if you want to go the dollar amount, if you want to talk about value, yeah, people I've put in, we've grown from three quarters of a three quarters of a billion in bookings to one point five, and and the people that I've placed have contributed to that. Yeah. Okay. So no, no. So here's to my point. If it wasn't you, okay, we're all going to agree. We like you. We we know you for years. We think you're a great recruiter. Let's imagine that some other recruiter who wasn't as good as you. How, how much better are you than what you might consider to be the average corporate recruiter? How many That's times a better? A hundred times? Ten thousand times? No man, no, Come no. It's it's it, there's a lot of it. There's no. a of, it depends is in their animal. Seriously, I mean, it depends on your sector, your industry. My industry is all about relationships. I, I would I would ask Jerry. I think Jerry's is about relationships, but I think his is a little more might be a little more transactional than mine. Um, Probably. so apples and oranges. Yeah, that's a, you, you know what? I can't believe that you're so, you know, you spent 10 minutes not answering this. Michael G. Cox? Jesus, you know, I'm worried about a fire coming over a ridge and taking my house out right now. Right. That's not so my I'm, problem. <laughs> that's not my problem. No, but I'm I, trying I to get the questions to answered. I had the guest bail on me. But, 
You have a. And now I'm having trouble getting you guys who I expected to, you know, be much better than the guest. You know, avoid avoid the question. The question is too vague. You know, a lot of recruiters in in the agency world, agency recruiters, some of them never do make a placement. Yep. They never do. So that 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 recruiter was worth technically almost zero. Negative. It's negative. Yeah, it's negative. Yeah. So how could you multiply by zero? Okay, Even Jerry. You know, Jerry, we're not talking about someone who stays for a month. We're talking about, let's say, two recruiters who work for a full year. Here's what one guy said. I, I have an answer. Okay, one recruiter I, said he said I had two recruiters and a part-time stay-at-home mom on his team. Okay, the mom consistently placed more hires than the other two. She was a natural salesperson, a quick not learner. Surprising. Great with people, money motivated. She had a quick mind, didn't hide behind a computer screen. She always picked up the phone to make it happen. So he didn't put yep. a number on it, but he said she was better than the other two. I'm asking if somebody is like her. Now, she sounds God. so good. How much How? are we spending on this? We talk about legitimate interview questions, legality of asking about religion, <laughs> and you don't like any of that. But you want to talk about how much uh, God, man, shut this. Yeah, show the the down. question is not have an hour. with a specific number. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Next. Yeah, okay. No if you were asked God. tomorrow, wait a minute. If you that were asked tomorrow, <laughs> if you were asked tomorrow to hire someone in Bulgaria. What would you do? I'm going to let you think about it while I do an ad. Hey, everybody, StaffingDebt.com. StaffingDebt.com. If you've got a client and they, you send them great people and they decide not to hire, but they hire them behind closed doors after they're finished talking to you and you find out about it, man, call StaffingDebt.com. They specialize in getting money for recruiters. They also have BackdoorHires.com, which is software that tells you when people are cheating you. PCRecruiter.net, it's configurable software. They don't impose any kind of one recruiting style on you. You design the software to suit yourself, and if you're afraid to do it on your own, they like to help you, okay? And it doesn't matter if you're a, a kitchen table recruiter or uh, you're in a big recruiting team, big or small. They help them all. Who else? Hone it. H-O-N-E-I-T.com. I'll come back to that in a minute. And uh, com, the super-duper sourcing tool. Okay, I'll come back to them in a few minutes. Anybody wants to tell me what they would do uh, to hire someone in Bulgaria? I, I don't know. I, I've been asked questions like that before, and I'm always at a loss. Anybody want to venture a guess? Decline the Anybody? order? Yeah. yeah. What? What's the problem? The, the... What's the problem? How would you do it? I don't yeah. speak Bulgarian. Do you, Jerry? Then don't do it. <laughs> yeah, then don't do it. No, don't I don't do speak it. Okay, Bulgarian. Turn down that order. Okay. You see, I sent someone out once to uh, an HR job, and the question – this is years ago before you know uh, China was really such a big deal. And uh, one of the questions they asked uh, the candidate was, if I gave you this, this job uh, to hire somebody in China, 
what would you do? And she gave a really good answer. I would, the feedback was that she gave a really good answer. I, I wouldn't be able to answer it. Anybody else want to know if, you know, they give you a job in some, you know, remote country, would you take it on? You're, you, you're thinking, you, I guess you, you're asking from like a corporate recruiter perspective, then you can't really no. reject the order. So Okay, yeah, you can't reject. Job, yeah, okay, I'm assuming that you want that the you, 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 Yeah. Yeah, you want the order, okay? Yeah, post the job. Do some networking in, in the region and oh. and interview people, but you're going to have to try and do it in English. Okay, yeah, but how are you going to find them to begin with? I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Man, you act, like, you act like we have no information on any other country. You get on the uh-huh. damn Internet, man. Find a, okay. I'll, I'll fill yeah. a job in Bulgaria in three days, any job. Challenge you. I'll bet you ten thousand dollars. How would you do it? That's what I want to know. Walk me through it. Well, that's why that's why I make ten thousand bucks because some of this okay. stuff is secret. Okay. Yeah. I mean, go. That means go to LinkedIn and, and search Bulgaria. Okay. No. Uh, no. 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 Okay. 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 Um. Okay. Some people, a couple of recruiters have had their phone numbers reported as spam. And once that happens, apparently it's really hard to get it uh, off the list. Anybody else heard of that? I've never heard of it before. A phone number? Yeah. Phone you're, 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 yeah you probably phone have to go to the – wouldn't you have to go to the providers or figure out who maintains – or the third party that maintains the database? I, I don't know, but uh, it's a, it sounds like a terrible uh, thing to happen. Okay. Okay. I had that happen one time with a company email. Oh yeah. And what I, happened? I, so yeah. What happened? I got a I got a notification that some people didn't get emails, and when I researched it, it found out I was on some third party blacklist. And I they had they actually had a good UI. I submitted it. I provided a note, and I gave them a couple things they wanted, and in a couple within forty eight hours, it was off. Uh huh. Okay. Um, it, it could matter. I don't know. That's tough. Okay. Uh, here's something. There was a, a discussion about the difference between agency and corporate recruiters. It said uh, corporate recruiters have uh, a lot of problems uh, carving out time for sourcing and recruiting, whereas for an agency recruiter, that's 95% of what they do. Uh, is that true? Nope. No? Michael G. Cox? Nope. You've You've been corporate. No? no I, I never had trouble with scheduling all of the stuff that I need to get done. And I do more sales now than recruiting and sourcing. Really? How come? Oh, do you have other people doing the recruiting and sourcing for you? No, man. I just, the, the main focus is to get new business. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and, and I also saw someone say that in corporations, uh, nothing is really automated and they, they have very click intensive systems that, you know, m- most of them have dated, uh, Dated software. I thought they were the guys who were buying all the all the recruiting, you know, automation. Am I right or wrong about that? Anybody want to comment? I don't think that's a specific enough question. I think that yeah. I think I, blah, think, blah, old, blah, I think, blah, think old stayed maybe Fortune 500, 1,000 companies that have had these ATSs that are big and bloated and they've been in place for so long they're kind of stuck with them or they don't want to move. I think the smaller mid-sized companies and startups. I think some of them are doing some real interesting stuff. 
Okay, so it's the smaller companies that have the better uh, that, that are willing to spend the money on the the you know uh, breaking the you know the the, the latest the bleeding edge uh, recruiting software. Is that what you're saying, Alan? Yeah, if you want me to if you want me to if you want me to talk too long, I'll give you a stupid example. Okay, give me an example. Yeah. So let's 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 take college let's take college career centers. So college career centers have been around for ages, and most of them suck. Because they've just been, they're, they're so staid and they're, they just don't, they need to hire people like us, which they'll never do. But there are smaller <laughs> and there are smaller and mid-sized university systems that have, have adapted. And there are a couple of larger universities that have taken the chances and tried new things, even though they, some might, half of them might fail. And they're moving on and buying new pieces of software. And that's a small percentage. It's kind of the same thing. You got big companies, they, it takes a lot of time to get something. And, and normally when they buy something, it's the executives that are buying it. And they don't, if they're buying an ATS, they don't know what they need. They're looking at the cost and what the reports will generate, not is this useful for the recruiting team. So nothing happens. Nothing changes. Okay. Okay. Next question. Okay. Uh, what about making demands on the hiring manager from the get-go, having a service-level agree- uh, service agreement that the hiring manager <clears> – <throat> has to commit to as well as you before you'll even do a job for them. And it's whether you're an inside corporate recruiter or an agency recruiter, I want to do an ad before we get to that question. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T. Wait, wait, wait. What? Can you clarify the question? Can you clarify the question? Well, you know, I'll give you an example. That, you know, you you make, I I can't remember who told me this, that he's got in his fee agreement that the, uh, that the hiring manager has to respond within 48 hours to any uh, resume or uh, interview request or uh, feedback from an interview. If there's an important uh, uh, event, the, the hiring manager has to commit to you know, 24 hours or 48 hours or, you know, or this. Okay, guy. well, that's not a service level agreement. What okay, is, I thought you meant an actual SLA. That has nothing to do with service yeah. level agreement. That's, that's just agreeing that's to the process. Yeah, that's an agency yeah. trying to protect themselves and be able to call call. You're not doing your job, company X. Right, that has nothing to do with a service level agreement. That's that's an agreement to deliver a product monthly at a base level cost and purchase orders and statement of work well, and really. all that kind of. Oh, thing. okay, Mike. Yes, I don't know what a well, service to, I, to to some degree, Jerry. But at, at bigger companies where I used SLAs, it was internally this is what we're going to do this is what you're going to do in response it's kind of a similar thing with an agency but from an agency perspective it's just holding the 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 client the the client company accountable if it's like well you haven't sent us anybody yeah we sent you three people and nobody got back to us you know the terms of our agreement say you agreed to said you'll give us feedback on every candidate within 24 hours of the resume and now that's all but internally yeah big companies a lot of companies do it and it's good to do when you when you can I mean, I'm in a smaller okay, company. But, I don't know. Okay, now, hold on. I think, I think Amy does something like this, and she just says, if you're willing to work it, I'm willing to work it. If you're not, I'm walking away. Okay, but what, how would an agency, uh, would they also just, you know, walk away? You know, you don't get back to what? me. You've already recruit, invested the time in recruiting the people. Okay, you just can't walk away from it. What, what do you do? Well, it is a walk. Well, it's kind of a walk away animal. What it does, what it does, and what it, all it's really doing is, is CYA work. 
because um, internally it's so I don't have my managers telling me, well, Alan has, Alan and his team haven't given us, you know, good people. It's like, no, we have. And you haven't given us feedback on them. Uh, from an agency perspective, if you're on contingency, you want to, you want closest to the dollar and you want to know who's going to be working with you and is going to interview and pay you. And this is a way for when you walk away proactively, this gives you the ability to walk away proactively and when, and when somebody bitches and moans and says, oh, well, you know, Michael G. Cox, they weren't performing, Michael can speak up to the HR or executive that say, you know, well, you know, Bob, the man, Mike manager didn't told me that you were sucking, Michael. It's like, no, here, here's the emails. Here's our agreement. He never, he violated, he didn't live up to his side of the agreement. I thought you guys did that. By, by That's why we're not working with conversation, you. By the time you're oh. having that kind of a conversation with somebody, you're out yeah. of business with them anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't even matter. <laughs> walk away. Well, no, I agree. What, what does walk away even mean, animal? What seriously? You stop working I mean, at that the order. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. It means you're gauging where to spend your time. Yeah. Service level agreement or not. I mean, whether you even have something in writing, what are you going to do? Hey, we agreed that you're going. Oh man. Once but Jerry, again, you know I'm what? It, frequently why I'm kicking your ass. But Jerry, I'm going to tell you the one time stuff is the so one time crazy. I had authority. Such a primitive. But, yeah, but the one time I had authority and put teeth into it is if they buy if internally if they didn't live up to their side of the bargain, then I got the chance to send them the email CC to the v, the CHRO and the CEO that basically says, "Hey Steve in Atlanta, um, I'm taking Jerry off of your." off of your roles. He's not going to be recruiting for you because we've got to get stuff done and you're not responding back. I might be able to get you service in about four to six months, but I'm not sure. Thanks. See you later. Bye. That gets sent. You want to see Steve in Atlanta call me or the CEO and say, I need people. And the CEO's looking at it going, I'm looking at the email, man. You screwed up. So you better, you better figure out how to, how to get Alan. You're talking as an internal corporate recruiter. Which that's I'm no longer going to allocate our resources to your division or your team or your right. product. Right. An agency recruiter has no no leverage, zero leverage. So right. Right. apples and oranges, you know. Biden. Uh, well, it's a, it just might make a point. Banana. It's hold on. It's telling the it's telling the client at the beginning. This is what I need from you, and you know it, they might just say yeah sure anything and not live up to it, but. You test the process with one candidate, yeah. not two, not three, not yeah. four. So you're right. never so fully invested that you think that you need to stick with it, even though the company's not doing anything. You're walking down the road by yourself thinking that you're holding hands with somebody. What's the point? Uh-huh. There's no uh-huh. – walk away or not, it doesn't matter. Okay, I like that walking I'm down gonna, the road. I'm going to have to start charging money for this information. Well, no. Dude, okay, that was the, I, that's the only years. thing I liked that you said so far today, I, but I liked it. It's very nice, okay, walking down the road. You think you're on a date when you're <laughs> you're just a friend. Uh-huh. Okay, hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. It's the online interview technology. Go. Hey, see you all later. I, Take care, Jerry. I go. Business. Bye, everybody. Good talking with you. Later. Yeah, right. Okay. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com. He just doesn't like to hear that someone was successful with an idea he also had. It's all about recording interviews. The thing is, with Hone it, it gives you audio, video, a full searchable transcript, and 
if you're at the point in the conversation, the recruiter's talking to a candidate, and it's a key question, you press a button when the question starts, you press another button when the question's finished, and you've got a clip that you can send to the hiring manager or anybody else on the hiring team, and he or she can listen to the candidate in her own words. If she's got sizzle, if she knows her stuff, the manager's going to hear it. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, and hire tool, the super-duper sourcing tool. If there's a discussion on Facebook about recruiting tools, hire tool is one that everybody is raving about. Go to H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. So who's still here to discuss with me? Is uh, Michael G. Cox still with me? Okay, can you hear there me? he is. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. And oh. Alan. Still here, Al? Okay, Jerry's gone. Oh, yeah, mind body, mind, body, and spirit, animal. Uh, okay, okay. You know, this is one, this is, I could answer this for Jerry, okay, but is it worthwhile to drop your fee to get an exclusive? Alan first. No. Why not? If they're willing, if they're willing to give you an exclusive, they're willing to give you an exclusive. And if you do it, if you drop your fees, they always think you're willing to drop your fees for some other reason. No, if you if you 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 talk like like Michael G. Cox said, he's 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 doing business development, and uh, right. you say, look, how many other uh, agencies are working on this? It says nobody right now, but I plan on giving it out to three people. Hey, look, just leave it with me. And I'm going to give you a discount. Michael G. Cox, is that a I, good idea? Or, or Alan, go discount? ahead. No. No. I, here. You, you, uh, ahead, me, that, that, that frame goes straight into cost. And, and rather than talking yes. about cost or investment, talk about the value that that brings that yes. client. Preach. Like what? You know, another way to do well, it. Like what Imagine having the three va- terrible recruiters working on this soiling your name in that market and, and then submitting the same people over and over and over again and, and you know, not, not controlling and not being really good at the, the, the way they present you, your team, your organization. Let's take this apart. First of all, you're assuming yeah. that the other agencies are no good. That's one thing you said, okay? Then you said yeah. that they, he's they, right. they, I am. It's a, it's a pretty safe assumption, too. Yeah. You know what? Why? A better why? Way to why? Approach that animal, a better way to approach that is not to, is not to, hey, don't call those guys. I'll give you a discount. A better way to do it is, I'll tell you what, give it to us for, I don't know, Michael, I forget what the time would be, two, three, four weeks on an exclusive basis. I will put all of, all of the company's horsepower to find the right person, the right candidates, and then we'll yep. prove ourselves to you. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. If I have 30 days on this and I don't bring to you, um, you know, let's say, a minimum of three or five, whatever the number is, candidates that meet all of your basic and preferred qualifications or at least 90% of what you're looking for in this individual, mm-hmm. I'm not the person that – I shouldn't even be doing this job. Yeah. Well, no, you hold on. You never know who you're going to find. You never know for sure if you're going to be able to deliver what they want. <laughs> At this level, he knows. If, if, okay, if you're doing just sales in 
um, let's say, the major markets in Texas and Chicago and Tampa, um, and it's only in certain industries, and that's what you've been doing for the past several years, and you've been building that, that, that network of connections within that, and your messaging is on point, no, you're, you're going to have a pretty damn high probability of success. Yeah. Okay. I, I just I just don't like you saying you write off that you you can just assume that the other recruiters are no good. They're going to ruin your brand. I don't know what basis you're you're no, saying no, he that on. Say, he, he didn't say no. Ruin. I, I said that totally. He, I, I totally said okay. that, and I'm basing that on the okay. fact that most, if I, I'd say the overwhelming majority of 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 recruiting agencies or agency recruiters do not do certain things that that really provide a ton of value like and what i think like what like what like, like what okay, like, like let's screening say you take the candidate intake and, yeah. and you take that intake and you've got all the information that you need and you say hey i'm going to call you back right now with the information that you've given me i'm going to call you right back and i'm going to i'm going to pitch this opportunity to you and you tell me if i'm if i'm off but I'm pretty sure I understand this position, your organization, and you're going to see how it is that I'm going to be representing you in this position in the in the market. No, nobody does. You know, Michael, like that. that's a, that's a great that's a great strategy. Can I ask you a question about that? Sure. So, I'm wondering, as you know, because sometimes clients don't know everything that they want. By you doing that, you could could do you is it reasonable for you to say, and additionally, we might discover additional things about the job as I'm pitching this, as I'm presenting this to you. That we didn't even mm-hmm. that maybe you, you didn't think about or it pops into your head, but you're gonna get a chance to see how I'm gonna represent you to the marketplace. And and I only say that because I think there's three job descriptions for every job in general. There's the written job description that's all prim and proper. There's the adjusted one if they've refused a couple of candidates. And then there's the last one that usually is never written that really is what they needed. And that's a great – I love that strategy. Hold on. Let me understand it. Hold on. No, no. Let me understand it before we go on. So you have an intake session with the hiring manager, and then you say, "Look, I'm going to call. I'm going to figure out my presentation to the candidates, and I'm going to call you. As I'm going to role play as if you're a candidate and pitch you the job. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And and by the way, a little feather in his hat, uh, in his cap. um, I stole that from DSP. Oh yeah, okay. I've never heard yeah, of it he, before. He, he showed me how to do it. it. It's absolutely brilliant. During, like Alan mentioned, during a proper intake, you're both probably going to learn a whole lot about this opportunity and the the organization and why people want to work there. Because again, most employers, most hiring managers that have been at an organization for ten years or five years haven't really had practice in outlining these are the reasons why you should come work here. And that's what we're going to get down. And that's going to be part of this, this pitch, if you will. Okay. Hey, Let's who, give him a, a special credit. Then DSP is David Stephen Patterson. Uh, that's his name, right? Oh, and he goes yeah, by yeah. DSP, like JFK or LBJ. And he's, his Facebook group is, is what? Herc? H-E-R-C? Herc. H-E-R-C. Yeah, Herc, it's uh, Headhunters, 
and executive recruiter community. Okay. And have you taken any of his uh, courses? I think they're like $97 U.S. Have you taken any of those? I have. I have. I, I, I went through one of his this past uh, summer. It was a, uh-huh. It's called the Accelerator Program. It was absolutely legit. Really? Okay. Have you taken any yeah. other uh, uh, training online? No. No. Uh, I take. I mean – like uh, Lou Adler's stuff, and and uh, can't think of any other names off the top of my head. I've done some sales training, obviously, when I was in sales training, and okay. when I was I still in sales don't myself. Think, I, I, you know, that's an interesting. I've never heard it, and it's very interesting. I'm glad you're related to us. I still don't think it's it's fair to just say, oh, those other recruiters are no good. The, the, this is what the traditional. The, if the, you tell the client, look, if you hand it out to four agencies. You're going to be dividing your attention, and they're going to be bugging you all the time. And, uh, you know, if they know they've got so much competition, they're not going to get devote themselves 100% to, but, to your but order. Animal, That's a sin- but, yeah. but Animal, but what you're – but look, you've been – look, and I'll, I'll respect you. I don't know how the last time you were an internal recruiter or when you've done agency never, work. Never. I've never been an internal I, recruiter. I, never. Okay. Where I'm coming from is, look, I've been internal, I've been agency. When I've been internal and I had 40 vendors split up into 10 different disciplines, we still learned that only 20% at best of those agencies performed, at best. So Michael G. Cox is not making an incorrect statement, and it's not that he's disparaging. He's just simply talking the truth because, look, Michael – Michael, like, I think Michael and I might have been brothers in another lifetime because when I had my agency, did we, did <laughs> we walk around. away from, did we walk away from deals now and then, or did we step away so that the candidate could get hired? We build the relationship, and there was a gray area, but it was the right thing to do for the person and the company. Yeah, we did. Did we, did we do what Michael Cox did? Yeah, we did. And you know what it, and you know what it did is it got me for many years, good relationships with named companies that actually kept calling during recessions when they had internal TA and they kept calling us. And what Michael's mm-hmm. doing is it, so it's not a disparagement animal. It's just the 80, 20 rule. And I'd say it's even worse, but the thing is, is big, once a recruiting agency gets to be a certain size or greater, they have to live and die by the numbers. There's no choice. And the, th- and the simple ma- fact of the matter is, just like residential or commercial real estate, it's like, hey, animal, you're going to get rich here. You're going to make so much money. And they don't know how hard it is, but they, they buy into the, well, I just press this button and I send out 500 emails and got you know, a number of, you know, and they're getting worse and worse clients. And Michael separates himself by doing things the right way, a better way, a more valuable way. The other thing that really helped was like when the the coronavirus really started to started to hit the fan down here the overwhelming majority of my cold calls resulted in vps of sales saying things like hey we're not hiring we just laid off a bunch of people and furloughed the rest i'm last man standing and by the way can you help me with my job search and we Mm -hmm. would schedule a one-hour call where i would go through their entire i had an entire process that i would put together and the, those, those calls have resulted in 100% of the business that I have um, seen mm-hmm. in the past 60 days. And, and, and Animal, I'm going to pause you right there because he just said something so critical that I don't even think you should give it away as a post. Is, yeah, you're going to have to hang this up. 
I'm serious, or you're going to have to pay us some serious calling on this. So I've been doing this. I've been helping people when I get applicants that are good that I can't help. I've, I've hired, I have had four or five people hired at my competitors that I've referred candidates to that I can't do anything with. And I continually have scheduled referral calls, much like Michael G. Cox is talking about, to help them. Now, Am mm-hmm. I going to be able to help all of them? No. But you know what that person's going to remember, Animal? Is they're going to remember that Michael G. Cox, at, at a moment that I was worried, when my people got let go and everything else, Michael took the time to schedule an hour with me and really gave me good advice. And even and he, whether or not Michael was able to help me get a job directly, he helped me configure myself for my job. And I'm going to remember this guy for many years. Agencies you know what? Let me They're interrupt about- you. You actually placed people, okay? They'll remember you. For having a chat about the person's background, <laughs> well, what can I do for him? Unless, you know, I want business from this guy. I don't want him giving me his resume. Big deal. When I need a VP of sales, I'll call him, okay? <laughs> okay, you, 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 you. You you work with what makes you happy, animal. And, you know what? Well, I had we'll, that we'll experience that. once. You know, I was working with a very good uh, partner, fantastic recruiter. Okay, and I said, look, I'm going to generate a lot of meetings for us. This is quite some time ago, and we'll go out and see what it's like face to face meeting people. And we met a lot of senior people, and some of them they had actually brought us out there, and we traveled, you know, uh, an hour to get there or whatever. They brought us out there to talk about their own careers. We weren't working anything related to them. It was worthless. <laughs> you know, I got, I don't but, know. I, I'm coming from someplace very different from you guys. That's for well, sure. Well, maybe, but maybe, but maybe number one, times were different, and the business environment and your niche was different. Maybe, and also nowadays, with the unemployment rates being all over the place, and also smart people knowing that this will, this will get better. This will change. It will be a talent shortage again. It kind of still is, but okay. it will change. Did Michael G. Cox place anyway. that VP of sales? That's what I, I didn't understand. Did no. you place that guy, Mike? No. No, no, no. I just uh, I helped him with everything from resume to LinkedIn, yeah. and, and I didn't do these things for him. I, I kind of just showed him how, how it was yeah. how he needed to do it. I did a, uh, and how did that pay off for you? You told me. us that paid off for you. How did that pay off for you? Because he went to another he, – he left his massive organization, went to another massive organization, and then said, just landed over here. I need some help building a sales team. Okay. You left out the key part of the story. Okay. No, he didn't. You didn't hear it. You got to listen. No, I said that's where my business has come from over the past two months. Yeah, yeah, that's a kind of a vague statement. Oh, now you fleshed okay, it out. Sorry. Anyway, look, you guys. I just want to thank you for showing up today. I had uh, the hey, guest. Man, uh, I, I wish the guest very well. You know, it turned out, you know, maybe it was better than the, if he would have shown up. Okay. Alan Floor. Hey, what's uh, <laughs> RecruiterL.com? Yeah, RecruiterL.com. I gave you that. If you want yeah, to see baby. it, RecruiterL.com and MikeRecruiter.com and JerryTheRecruiter.com. Everybody, thank you. Bill was okay, Animal was okay, but the show itself, I just... Same old thing.
as a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. That's what I'm looking for in my learning phase of my career. <laughs> 